0: Hi, welcome today to Data soulmate fireside chat. I am your host, Chris Embry. And, uh, and I just want to thank you all for joining us. Um, we have some new countries that are joining South Africa. Thank you. Thank you very much for uh, coming in. It, it's, it's awesome to see our little community of twin flameys or twin flamers. Uh, we are, our our little family's growing and our Canadian audience is growing too, which is, uh, which is really humbling to me. So I thank you all very, very, very much. But today I'm really excited to bring on our next guest. Her name is Jatara Jade, and she is the author of the best-selling book, Four Sacred Laws of Sexual Enlightenment, The Four Sacred Laws to Insexual Enlightenment. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Jata- Without further ado, Jatara. <laughs>
1: okay. yeah, yeah. Thank you. It's good to be
0: here. All right, can you give us the name of your book properly? Because I can't seem to do <laughs> it, is it. the this four, is four
1: the- sacred laws of sexual enlightenment. I know it's a mouthful.
0: The four sacred laws of insect. Se- I can't even um, say it. I, why um, am I having problems with this today?
1: I'm so sexual enlightenment. Yeah.
0: All right, we're going to get this to our audience one more time. Chitara, what is the name of your book?
1: The Four Sacred Laws of Sexual Enlightenment.
0: Why? That is a mouthful. Why? I I, we did two takes on this, by the way. I'm just going to be honest and real with my audience. We did two takes (laughs) on this, and I can't even get it out of my mouth. All right, so I apologize for that. I feel like a. I don't know if it's just because it's we're taping this on a Sunday. Maybe I just feel a little. Maybe I do better during the week. I don't know. But thank you for coming on. And, uh, Thank you for
1: having me. It's good to be here. I'm very intrigued
0: by what you're doing. Well, I appreciate that. I, um, you know, we we have this amazing community of people who are looking for information on, you know, these difficult subjects of twin flames. And one of the things, you know, that that seems to be a reminiscent theme is abuse. And okay. um, and I can speak to that for myself. I'm I'm an open book with my audience. So. Yeah. You know, and and I know that um, you know we we have talked about it in the past that um, you know that that I believe that the the abuse of a caretaker or a family member or a friend or a lover has a lot to do with why people would find themselves on this journey at all. So I thank you for coming on because I if, if you would you know if, if you could kind of enlighten us a little bit as to why you think that would be?
1: Well, um, you know, energy attracts like energy. So when we have an abuse experience, and I'll give you a little bit of history about mine so people understand where where I'm coming from. I wasn't abused as a child. My abuse I experienced, (laughs) excuse me, happened once I reached adolescence. My father wasn't an abusive person, but he wasn't present either, and I was really starving and needy for a man to tell me he loved me and to tell me what to do. So at the age of 16, when I was in a shopping mall, I met a man who was very charming. He became my boyfriend, and he poured words of love over me, and after four months of grooming me, he got me to move away from home and became my pimp. And so that's when my abuse started. I was like got exploited into human trafficking between the ages of 16 and 17. And that was a dark secret I carried for 27 years. I didn't tell anyone. I carried my own secret shame around it. So what happened as a result of that is the boyfriends, the men I was attracting, that was from all the way from adolescent to 42 years old I was before my healing journey started. And I was attracting men who were verbally abusive, who were alcoholics, who had baggage, who had a lot of issues. So that was the reflection of myself that was showing up in my life. You know, that was, I was carrying that energy inside me. So I was attracting, I was attracting my counterpart of that.
0: That's very interesting because um, I'm resonating with what you're saying, by, by the way. And I, I think I think a lot of us that find ourselves on these soul journeys, you know, thinking that a lot of people, the, the, first of all, the twin flame label has been over glamorized to the point of it, it, you, We can't sell it as a Disney product and, and, and people are out there trying to do it and God bless them, but it ain't my book of business. Yeah. Um, I think this in and of itself is what, uh, what this is, you know, these, these complex, soul configurations but what it really is at the core if we if we get truthful about it you have an energy signature that is attracting whatever the childhood or the the the, the pre-abuse it could be it could i think a lot my experience with just talking to to the people in the twin flame community that what it is, it's a lot of childhood abuse. Either it was, it was, it was uh, popped off by a lack of a, you know, lack of care, abandonment. The the issues in twin flames seems to be a running theme. It's abuse, Uh abandonment and uh, you know, and, and just ridiculous, you know, stuff. And then what's happening is they're attracting in partners that resemble the abuser type of thing you know, and that, and and that seems to be kind of, um, uh, the prominent theme. So can you explain, can you, can you help us understand like, why, how, like, why, why do these patterns keep repeating? Well, Well, first of all, so people can understand what we're talking about. Can you kind of explain why the, the pattern so if you if you meet somebody who abused you and then then all of your partners that keep coming in are going to keep showing themselves in, in a certain way
1: yeah because well well emotion is energy in motion and if we don't heal the wounds that are there they're stating they're still stuck inside their body and and i just want to mention that you know, what had happened in my past was not obvious to anyone. I was really good at concealing it. You know, I grew up in middle class suburbia. I came across as very confident. Um, I was very creative, artistic. You would never know when you met me and by looking at me that I had that dark secret inside. But I carried it inside me and I didn't address any of the wounding. And it wasn't even until I was 42 that I even acknowledged I had been a victim. Um, I was standing in a Toronto subway one day in 1999 and there was a, sign, a billboard, a sign from the universe that said, Teenage, prostitution is child abuse. It wasn't until that day, 27 years later, that I even acknowledged I was a victim. I just thought I was this bad girl with this dark secret. So because I was carrying that energy inside me, I was attracting that same energy in a partner. Uh, and, it, and it was once my healing journey began in my 40s, I recognized, okay, you know, the common denominator here is me, because I just keep attracting the same guy with a different face. And what was happening as well is each one got a little worse. You know, I was married for a few years in my in my 30s with a man sweet guy, but he drank too much and he could be little dark on Friday nights. And after him, the next guy was a little bit worse. He drank even more, was more verbally abusive. The one after him was even worse than that, even harsher in his verbal abuse and heavier in in his self-abuse with drinking. And he had been uh, raped as a child as well. So I recognized that with each one, it was getting worse. And if I didn't do something to shift it, then I didn't want to see how bad the next one was going to be after that. So i Started to recognize the pattern of what I was attracting, and I was the common denominator in this. And that I had to shift what was happening energetically inside me if I wanted to shift what was attracting, what was showing up in my world with other people.
0: So, how did you do it?
1: Um, well, that the turning point for me in that in that subway after I got home. Um, you know, spirits always communicate it to animals. I get signs through animals. And I was looking out my bathroom window, and it's like 27 years of, of pain just erupted out of me all at once when I finally acknowledged, oh, my God, I'm not a bad girl. I was actually a victim. And I cried out. It became unbearable. I cried out, God, please help me. And in that moment, a bird landed on my patio railing, and I instantly became peaceful. I just knew that that bird was a sign, and I went and looked it up, and the bird was a grackle. The teaching of a grapple is to release emotional congestion from the past before it manifests in the physical illness. You can move forward into the future. So for two days, I gave myself permission to do that. I literally just stayed home and purged. I screamed and I cried and I collapsed and I got up and I did it again. And at the end of those two days, it was like a veil lifted. I didn't have the shame around it. I literally got on the phone and called my friends up and said, guess what happened to me as a teenager? And so I started to, you know, re identify with this self-love that I hadn't felt in about 30 years. Now I still had a lot more healing to do. There was still, you know, people that were involved in when I was back in 16 years. that I had to clear, I had a lot of anger, a lot of rage. Just when, you know, I was angry at my father for, for not being present. I was, you know, angry at the boyfriend who turned in my pimp, my junior high school principals was in the 70s when you could get into a bar with a, you know, underage easily. My junior high school principal saw me sitting on a bar stool at the age of 16 and took me to a hotel. He went by the hour and said, oh, you'll be good at this. So I had rage at him for not protecting me. And so a few years later, I discovered breath work. And for me personally, that was big for me. Uh, This holistically breathing breath work where it just, It's a type of breath. It's not a gentle meditative breath, but it's it's um, very uh, in and out through the mouth. Kind of what it does. It basically gets any emotions you've been holding inside your body and gets it out. Whether it's rage, anger, grief, sadness. And that was the turning point for me. That cleared out all the crap that was stuck inside my body. All of that anger, that rage got cleared through that breath. And I loved it so much. It was so effective. I got certified and I'm now a facilitator of that breath. So now I actually hold space for other people and guide them through that particular breath work and help them release any anger rage sadness that's been stuck inside that needs to get out because emotions are energy emotion it's it's it, it, it gets it's energy that gets stuck inside our physical body and with the breath there is a way to get it out of there and release it and clear it and it clears on a cellular level and when that happens what replaces it is aliveness and lightness
0: yeah i i, I it's like a Built-in <laughs> Well, I, it's curious because I want to I want to go back a couple of steps on that. Yeah, you yeah. had indicated that you had you had basically come clean. You you told your family, your friend, or your friends anyway that you know yeah. this kind of thing happened, and and I find that to be interesting because our stories are track a little bit in in the where uh, there was I had a spirit animal as well, which was crow. And I had no knowledge when I got into this, Jatara, I had zero knowledge or, you know, no cares given, you know, to the spiritual community, because I always thought it was garbage, you know? Um, I just really did. I'm just being honest. And I was, I was drug onto this thing, kicking and screaming. I understand now why, you know, why that happened. I, I get it, you know, I, I'm, you know, but it's interesting because, do you think part of the process for people to clear out because I, I want to help people. I, I don't want to keep people stuck in these ridiculous soul yeah. connections you know where they just keep playing the in and out game. you know they call it runner chaser, which is garbage, yeah. you know whatever it's it's in and out energy. it's basically narcissism gone off the rails, right? Um, but here's the thing I, I I ask you this because it's it's a key thing that you had said that this was a step process for you. you had, saw the sign, which resonates with the twin flame community. You saw this sign. It immediately kind of did that light bulb thing for you, which is, you know, a good indication. You were able to process that you opened yourself up to your friends, right. And you talked to them about this and then you discovered this breath work. Now, do you think that in the process of all that releasing the truth to your friends was: Do you did you find that helpful, or did you find it embarrassing? What What was your thought process? No, on that? I
1: found it really helpful. You know, because they were my friends, and like, oh, for them, it was light bulbs went off. It's like, oh, now we understand why you're picking these guys that are so good for you. Now we get why you have that little behavior thing that you did. You know, because they would they were confused. As Why is she with this person or why did she, I don't remember what behaviors, but just things that were off that they detected, but that didn't make sense to them. And, um, yeah, it wasn't embarrassing at all. People just like, Oh, okay. Now I get it.
0: Wow. That's it's, it's, it's an incredible story because I resonate with it. You know, I, I get it. I think a lot of people out there Are going to resonate with this because this is what you know this is what abuse looks like this is what it looks like this is what the soul connections people that are dealing with this kind of in and out crazy energy and that are dealing with previous issues from childhood a lot of them don't know that they are i i i've got a i've got a show i'm doing that's gonna tag you know this week on yours and and basically what it is that we're talking about you know childhood trauma releasing it you know and it's 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 maddening it's crazy that you know i hope that one day we can all clear out all this garbage you know just clear it out like you said with the vacuum because
1: the the, the emotions need to be expressed and i think anger gets judged a lot and it's important that when we express anger that we don't lash out at other people that we don't hurt ourselves and other people that's why i love this breath work because it creates a really safe sacred space where you can scream and you can swear the unspeakable can come out of your mouth. There's no censorship of language. You can yell and scream and say to your is what you might never have been able to say before. Just get all that anger, rage, grief, anything that needs to come out of your body can get out and express. Well, where do you, where do you do, where are you able to... ...when you finally get to clear that crap. It's like taking out the garbage. And when you finally get to clear that garbage out of your system. And for, for me, a big awareness, too, is remembering, and it's true of all of us, um, at the core root of who I am is love. When we come into this world, when we look at a newborn baby, all we see is love. Potential. we would never question the, the perfection of them and their existence. We're still that same person. We just have life experiences. So once we clean out the crap and take out the garbage, the pain transforms to wisdom and we remember we're still that beautiful being. We just have a lot of life experiences now yeah. and we can turn to wisdom instead of having it control our lives.
0: So you developed this breath work but... Um, but, but, but I got you...
1: trained and certified in it. I met a woman, Mahara Brana, who was my mentor. and. And I learned it from her. Got trained by her, and um, and now I facilitate it myself.
0: Oh, that's awesome! But you she and-
1: learned in the '70s. She. Um, this is how powerful it is. She was fifteen when she discovered it. There's a man, Leonard Orr, who first took it to North America, and he got from India. It's known as in India. It's been there for thousands of years. Known as a breath of life. And she, when she first heard of it, she knew it was going to make such a difference that she threw her epileptic medicine in the garbage. She, she would have seizures coming home from school, and ever since her first breath work session, she's never had a seizure since. And that was about forty years ago.
0: Wow, that's really cool. Yeah. So, so, uh, you had said that you go and scream and stuff, d- you know, d- does that help get out, break up some of that energy? Like if it is, I live in Los Angeles, where am I going to go scream? <laughs> it's like my neighbors. I mean, <laughs> well, you, know, you can put a pillow up on your face and scream
1: in the pillow and it'll muffle the sound, but not the release, but it does help if, if you, you know, if you're familiar with this breath and, um, You know, ideally, it's something I would facilitate in person, but it can be done over Zoom. I have done sessions over Zoom with this, and um, because if you're just screaming, you can keep recycling the same pain over and over and over again. This is a specific type of breath. It's a specific rhythm, a specific pattern, a way of pulling the breath in through the mouth where it goes to the belly where we hold on our emotions, and then really where it gets it out of the body cellularly, like it it clears it for good. um, if you just keep screaming over and over you could just be cycling the same thing over and over you're
0: not know, actually clearing it yeah I, I've noticed that because I'm like uh I've, I've gone to like you know Griffith Park and <laughs> I went to a place where nobody was at and I just started screaming and it didn't help I mean yeah. it helped for a temporary minute but I yeah. still had I was still facing my problems when I you know when I got back home I was like well that felt good for three minutes uh-huh. but yeah. it, it didn't do anything. It didn't break up anything. It didn't, you know, you know, i my therapy bills are off the charts. I can tell you, <laughs> I mean, I mean, so, okay. So how do, if, if people are interested in, learning this breath work because they need to release and i know that i need to so i need to check it out how do they go and find this information do they go to your website
1: or have- yeah, they can go to com. you can email me at info at com. it's spelled j-a-i-t-a-r-a and um yeah once what i love about the breath is First, you'd need to do a session with me because it is very powerful. There's things that can happen. Technique can set in, which is where your entire body can seize up. So you need to have it done by a facilitator because there's things that could go wrong that you couldn't deal with properly. But once you've done a session with me, you can actually take yourself through it. And I have an audio. I only share this audio with people after they've had the facilitation with me. Um, But it's an audio that actually guides you through the whole breathwork session. So once you've had the experience in person with me, um, you know, especially if budget's an issue, then you can continue to take yourself through the breath as much as you want by using the audio that guides you through once you've been properly trained on how to deal with certain things that could come up yeah it, it, it can take you pretty freaking deep and it's also very common um, for past life experiences to show up you know I've taken women through this and people through this where they've had they've relived experiences of the Inquisition being burnt at the stake I mean it's it, it can go very 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 deep
0: yeah that's interesting um I'd almost be willing to sign up and try it because <laughs> I, one thing that I won't do, and, and i I've, I've, I'm talking about this, you know, on my, on my next show, on my next podcast, which is, I hear all these people that say, just cut the cords and that, uh, you know what, that stuff is dangerous. It's like, I, I mean, literally you can like mess up your stomach doing that kind of stuff because. I tried to do it once and I'll tell you what, I let God just leave things where it needs to be. But um I, I'm not into that shamanic healing and all that stuff. And I'm I've got Native American Indian in my bloodline and I'm telling y'all, don't do it. <laughs> you know, but but that's for everybody. Everybody's gotta make their own decisions. But some of this stuff is kind of dangerous.
1: Yeah, you have to you have to really be guided properly by someone who knows what they're doing. It's for cord cutting um, I used to cord cut years ago, and now I, I do with clients do things, but it's, I prefer the cord pulling. It's like a plant; you cut a plant, is going to grow back again? Whereas if you actually pull it out by the root, then right. you removed it. But again, energy attract; energy can't be destroyed. It can't be it can't be created. It can't be destroyed. Right. So, so if you're cutting or pulling these pulling these cords, what are you doing with them? If they're still staying in your space, they're not going anywhere. Right. So you really, know how to transmute the energy and you know and whatever you're releasing from you needs to be transmuted you know into into the light somewhere away from where you are to be used for other means i mean i do a lot of preparation in my physical space before i hold breath work and i do a lot of you know i I call in a lot of non-physical help, um otherwise if I did this work without protecting myself and without giving very clear instruction on where this energy is going, I'd be involved in ball and emotion. I might have committed suicide by <laughs> now and all the all the anger, rage, rage and grief I felt people release it could have attached to me. So you really need to know what you're doing when you're working with energy like this so that you're protected, so that the energy is actually cleared permanently and it doesn't just recycle and reattach itself again.
0: Right. And, and, and that is a very important message for, uh, people out there that are resonating with, uh, you know, these, these, these ideas of cord cutting and, you know, attack, you know, releasing a tap. I'm going to just say it publicly right now. Y'all got to be very careful and how you do this and where you go and who, and you have it done with, because there are people that will just take their money and, and perfect example of people, you know, like we just had a thing here about five, six years ago with people like in these, they go on native American land and then they go into these tents with people that have no idea what the hell they're doing and people died, yeah. you know? Yeah. And so you just got to be very careful about who you release your energy to when you're doing stuff like this, you know, it's,
1: right.
0: it's, it's, it, you can't play with, you know, with your, with your energy <laughs> type of thing. You know, we do enough of that every day. But um, well, yeah, so okay, so you do the breath work, you have this program that you do. Can you give us a little bit, um, can you give us a little bit of insight of what one could expect from a session?
1: From a breathwork session. Well, um, music plays a big role uh, when you first arrive in my studio or, or whether we're doing it by Zoom. We, first we sit down, we talk for about it takes about 45 minutes to an hour just to prepare you to explain all the things to give you a bit of the history of it I get you to practice the breath first to make sure that you're doing it right because it has a specific rhythm to it if you if you go, you know, it's very easy to go off it and to some people it sounds like hyperventilating because it's like a <gasps> there's a lot of energy on the inhale but there's no energy on the exhale and, you know, some people might draw it out too long which can feel relaxing and good but it's not clearing anything so we practice it to make sure that you got the rhythm that you understand it, that you understand what tetany is, tetany biologically what happens, chemically what's happening when tetany sets in is you're getting enough breath in but you're not releasing enough energy out. So um, you get a buildup of carbon dioxide and it starts in the hands and your hands will seize up and cramp and it will literally spread through the whole body if you don't know how to release it. That's why it's really important to be with someone who's been trained properly and experienced. Um, that can happen. There's various things that can happen. There's um, what we call the, the deep dive where the person will suddenly stop breathing and go so deep that they literally stop breathing. Mm. And, and so they, do, they will come back. It will kick in when that happens. They're going to such a deep, 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 deep place. And then when they come out of it, um, they may forget where they are for a moment. So especially if you're there, whether you're there or doing it online or person to person, you need to know how to give them space and remind them where they are. So there's a lot of things that can come up in this process. So, we, so I go through about 45 minutes to an hour of explaining what they're about to experience, um, if they're not with me physically, how to prepare, how to have tissues ready. It's possible you might throw up during a session. It's rare, but it happens. I'd have something in case that happens and everything you need. And then we go into the breath and the music starts off a little slow and then it builds up to very loud tribal drumming music, which is really great for helping to move the energy and get it going and clear the stuff out of there. And with the tribal drumming playing too, it makes it easy some people can be self-conscious of their voice. It makes it easy to let out big, loud screams. and just let it go when you've got that, when you've got that music happening. So, wow. Uh, yeah. So, so tribal drumming music, and then once the you know it goes on for an hour, and then the music softens. So the music is energetically on the journey with you as well. And basically, once the person starts the breath. I'm not there to tell them what to do. I don't say, you know, scream, get it out. I don't do that. There are some breath workers that do that. I don't agree with that. It's your journey. So I enter and I ride on your journey.
0: Wow. Well, that sounds amazing, but well, we're going to have to keep
1: you safe to support you. If I can tell that you're holding back, I sort of encourage you to get out whatever's on the edge that wants to express, but wherever your journey goes, I ride it with you. Um, well, it's. Yeah, and it's, it's, I'm always in awe. You know, for me, when I'm taking someone through the breath, you know, you're a. It's like God before me. You know, it's <laughs> a great reverence, you know, and, and I'm always humbled because every, every session is unique from the last.
0: Well, it sounds amazing, but we are out of time. Um, All right. <laughs> but. Can, where can people get more information, again, can you give us your email address or your website? Yeah,
1: my, I, my primary website is Jaitara.com, J-A-I-T-A-R-A, and it's, I think it's under private sessions, you'll see information about the breathwork, and just email me at info at if you if you want to connect with me and ask any questions, and set up a phone call to talk about possibilities.
0: All right. Well, we thank you Jaitara for coming on and enlighten us about your modalities and what you do and sharing your story with the twin flame community. And thank you so much. We'll have to get you back on. I think (laughs) we we're only allowed to do a 30 minute show. So, but, um, I could have talked to you for another hour easily, but we, we have, we have a third, they, they give us only 30 minutes. So, but anyway, thank you so much for coming on. And I hope to, uh, I hope to be, have you, have you back on again. And so everybody out there, um, keep up, you know, if, if you've got questions for Jaitara, go ahead and send her an email or check out her website, Jaitara.com, and, uh, check out this breathwork stuff. I'm going to, I'm going to look into it. So, all right, we'll see you all next time. Goodbye.